0: Oh, hold on. I got to get this. It's me, Cindy. Hello? So, I'm sitting in the car in the parking lot in Patchog. Yeah? Having just uh, gotten to my 11 o'clock appointment. Yeah? Only here's the story. I left my house allowing, you know, 35 minutes for the 20-minute ride. Check. Got here about 5 to 11. Check. Put everything in my bag. Got out of the car, shut the door, and went, oh... My appointment isn't at 11, my appointment's at 12, so I unlocked the car and I got back in and I'm sitting here and I'm like crazy because I don't feel like I have a free hour to just not do anything and yet I'm racking my brain, what can I do in an hour? I don't have any paperwork with me, I can't make any important phone calls. There isn't anything here other than like shopping and spending money, which was not the goal for the day. So I'm thinking, can I just sit still for an hour in my car with the seat back and my eyes closed and the breeze blowing and just kind of be for an hour? Yeah, so I did that this week. I got to pay more attention or check my calendar instead of going by memory. What is it about us? I'm including you because I know I'm not the only one who has a problem with idle time. You know, the day's over, you plunk down on the couch and what? Read a book? Watch TV? Get up and start a load of laundry? Make a list of what you have to do? Why do we, or maybe it's just me and every woman I know, have such a hard time doing nothing? Inevitably, I'm jumping up to go find or do something because I have yet to master just being, just sitting still. So what did I do for that suddenly free hour in the parking lot? Well, first I spent a few minutes berating myself. How could I be such a dunderhead? Then I called Lane, my friend Lane, to commiserate and share my humiliation. You will not believe what I did. And then I played a little more of that Simon's Cat video game. Oh, please make me stop. Side note here. I know they must have done heavy research to determine exactly what they needed to incorporate in order to create an unhealthy compulsion to play. Let me tell you, that research really paid off because I believe I'm leaning towards an unhealthy compulsion to play, but... I do have to credit my mother's voice in my head. Okay, honey, that's enough now. Which is when I finally got out of the car and took a little walk. Got a little fresh air, a little, very little exercise. I spotted a brand new hipster kind of coffee shop cafe thing. In the interest of supporting a new business, and because maybe they'd have chai latte, which I love, I went in. And yes, they do chai. Iced? Sure. What kind of milk? Whatever. Short or tall? Tall. Here you go. That'll be 7.88. What? I tried not to choke or gasp or laugh or just turn and walk out instead handed her a 10 and waited for my barely any change. Godspeed new business. I hope you find many customers with very deep pockets. Now having spent nearly $8 for an iced latte, I gave in and spent a seemingly inexpensive comparatively $5 on a Starbucks Java chip Frappuccino the next day. Don't let the Starbucks at the front of that fool you. It's melted chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. That's what it is. I'll admit I think 5 bucks is a crazy amount of money to drop on a drink. So it falls into that special treat category. I call that, hey, it's Wednesday. That deserves a special treat. Or I just did some laundry. Or I need to be kinder to myself. Truth be told, that last one's a stretch. I'm mostly pretty kind to myself. But there's also the phenomenon of price relativity. This is really fascinating, and I find myself falling victim all the time. I'm sure that there's an actual name for the psychological switch that takes place in your brain, making something expensive Seem like a bargain because it's in the context of more expensive things. Maybe I'm not explaining it right. Like that $8 chai is a good example. A $5 Frappuccino, well, that's like stupid expensive to me. But three bucks less than the chai, suddenly it's like a bargain, or at least a better value when it isn't really a value. <laughs> just damn tasty. Uh, the best example is clothes shopping in a store or online where almost everything is like $100 or $150. Then you see the one item for 39.99 or the $200 jacket on sale for 80 bucks and you're like, "Hey, that's a deal." Never mind, you weren't shopping for that item. It's not your color. It's a style that does nothing good for your body. And not to mention that at TJ Maxx, that same shirt would be $14.99 and you would skip right by it. I try to stay really aware of that brain trick, but still have my fair share of bargains that I've yet to wear hiding in a special dark corner of my closet, like the lace embroidered blue jeans that were reduced on sale, cut now from one twenty nine. dollars $49. to $49. And this is almost more embarrassing to admit than falling for a sale price. They were one of those pairs of pants that didn't quite fit, but would be perfect as soon as I lost a couple of pounds. Now, I know I am not the only woman who's ever done that, but no shame. We live, we learn. Sometimes our body really just loves that extra five pounds enough to hold on to it forever. And Java Chip helps it uh, feed that cause so to speak. (laughs) Anytime I get duped into overspending, I remember Marion living on the hem of the Hamptons. It's easy to mistake a couture boutique for a regular old clothing store. Well, Marion found herself admiring a pretty nice belt, a pretty great belt, a truly fabulous belt. And even though she spotted the $50 price tag, which gave her good cause to pause... She sashayed over to the counter as though she spends $50 on a belt any day. The cashier rings her up, and right before she swipes the card, Marion sees the real price, she missed the second zero. And what did she do? And she realized she was about to pay $500 for a belt. (laughs) Well, if you guessed that she fainted, screamed, laughed out loud, or just simply said, oh, no, thank you, I was mistaken... (laughs) you're wrong. Marion watched the charge go through, signed the slip, picked up her bag and walked out too humiliated to admit she'd made the mistake. I wish that there was more to tell because whatever she said after the part where she bought the belt was completely lost on me. I still remember getting to the ending was like a punch in the stomach. I have to say for as much as I just paid nearly $8 for what is essentially an iced tea, I would not pay $50 for a belt. So yeah, overcharging always makes me think of Marion. Speaking of spending, here's a story that happened this week. Did you hear about this little six-year-old girl in Utah? Her name is Caitlin. She did a bunch of chores with the promise of getting a purple Barbie Dreamtopia Rainbow Cove fairy doll. So she did the chores. Her mom ordered up the doll on the family computer The next day, an obviously impatient and savvy Caitlin asked if she could check the Amazon shipping status. So her mom opened the page and left the room. Amazon being Amazon, the page also included suggestions about other Barbies and swanky Barbie accessories. The Barbie Barbie Dolphin Magic Transforming Mermaid Doll with a Squirting Dolphin. Barbie Fashionista's Wardrobe Closet. Well, how do you say no to any of that? Well, if you were Caitlin, you didn't. A couple of clicks later, she had racked up another $350 in Barbie merchandise, selected free two-day shipping, and ran off to play. Now, a couple of days later, when the, <laughs> I know, it's crazy. The UPS guy unloaded the stack of boxes at the curb. The family was over. The uncle took a picture. The cousin posted the picture with a on Twitter describing, my little cousin ordered $300 worth of toys without my aunt and uncle knowing This is how everyone found out. The picture went viral with nearly 80,000 likes. So what happened? Well, she didn't get sent to her room. She didn't get punished, but she didn't get to keep the Barbies either. Instead of sending them back, her father suggested they donated them to the local children's hospital where Caitlin had been treated as an infant. So that's kind of a, you know, sweet outcome. And yes, she was allowed to keep the rainbow Barbie that she'd been promised for doing the extra chores. But I'm thinking I might be adding no computer for you ever to the end of that story. Along with a lesson in economics, $350 is a whole lot of money. Not as much as Marion paid for a belt, but you know, it's still a lot of money. Another big story this week, Animal Crackers announced a new design for their little boxes. They're still going to have animals in them, only instead of the animals looking as though they're in a cage, they've removed the bars. The timing is kind of weird because Barnum and Bailey wrapped the whole circus thing up last summer. It took this long, and from now on, the animals are no longer in a cage on the animal cracker box. They were in a cage? I didn't even notice. Well, they're not anymore. Just thought I'd share. All right, that's it. I'll be back. Have a good week. (laughs) Goodbye.